G'day and welcome back to another episode of Ideas Digest. My name is Conrad and if you have followed our journey on Instagram, you may already know the devastating news that my best friend and podcast co-host Cam Ferry died uh, like a week or so ago in a workplace related accident. Um, it's just been absolutely just devastating. Um, the support that I've gotten and Cam's family has gotten from who Cam and I regularly described as friends of the show. If you, if you listen, you're instantly a friend of the show and the support that, I mean, I personally have received from the friends of the show, which now, I mean, if you're still listening, family of the show. Uh, so I, I want to thank everybody for their support. As you know, we just learn to navigate a new world with a new chasm and a new world filled with a, a lot of pain at the moment. And as we just work out how to live and make room and space for that pain. So I still have a fair few episodes I recorded with Cam that I haven't released yet. We would just, you know, do interviews back to back as many as we could because we just wanted to get that consistent flow of episodes out. And so I have six or seven or so episodes lined up ready to go with Cam and I. And so I'm honored to be able to share with you more of the great conversations that Cam and I had and some of the time that I got to spend with Cam doing what we love, doing what he loved, which was exploring challenging ideas and engaging and understanding the human who holds those ideas. Cam was so great at occupying the space of non-judgment. He was probably the best listener I've ever met. He really made people feel comfortable and safe as they shared openly and honestly. So enjoy this episode and the following episodes that come out with me and Cam uh, and enjoy these episodes in memory of my best mate, Cam. I'm right and you're wrong. Once you start labeling people. Categorizing of humans and ideas. You have desensitized yourself to the humanity of that other human being, to who they really are. And in the marketplace of ideas. These things are complicated, man. We all need to engage with a variety of viewpoints. A genuine multicultural connection with another. I mean, sometimes you don't need to agree or disagree. You just need to sit with it and digest. Okay, welcome back, everybody, to Ideas Digest, the podcast where we explore ideas that would normally divide us and we find connection beyond agreement. You know, beyond the... It's not about agreeing with each other. Yeah, that's... It's just about connection. It's a strange concept. Yeah. But if you agree or disagree, who cares? Yeah. Uh, do we need to agree to connect with someone's humanity? We don't think so. We do not think so. <laughs> so we are recording this live on Instagram. So thanks to everyone who's joining us on Instagram. You yep. can be a part of the show, write a question, guide the rabbit holes that we go down. Yep. Uh, you can get involved that way. Or you can listen at your own leisure in podcast format later when we release it, when we edit it, release it. Sounds yeah. a lot better, a lot less technical glitches <laughs> that we're ironing out. Uh, and if you're Cam, you can crush the episode on two times speed. Yeah, you could. Because yeah. I know that's how some people crush podcasts because yes. there's only a limited amount of time in each day. That's right. And T- everyone's got a podcast. Important. <laughs> so how are you going to listen to everyone's podcast? That's right. Yeah. Uh, so straight up, 
let's get into some obvious clickbait on this one. Yes. Uh, I'm very excited for this one. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, okay, here's the clickbait. My heritage and culture is demonic. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, that's pretty heavy. That's pretty heavy. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty heavy. My heritage and culture is demonic. Yeah. Um, okay, yep. So we've got a lot to we got a lot to learn here. Yeah. So. so our guest today is a woman named Sarah. Yeah. I'm not saying it correctly <laughs> because I have a speech impediment. And uh, in Spanish I can't pronounce I can't you pronounce can't roll the R's. Your R's. <laughs> so is it Sarah? So thanks for joining us, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Sarah is I got I got some info to help us judge, and this was a very difficult one to yeah. throw our judgments. Yeah. Uh, Sarah is twenty two. Yep. So pretty young. Yep. I would say, yep. yeah, that yep. I am older and distinguished. <laughs> uh, is from Ecuador. Is from Ecuador. Yeah, I typed in <laughs> equator <laughs> because I can't spell, <laughs> and that is not where she's from. <laughs> Ecuador, although she's near the equator. My geography is pretty bad, so I wouldn't want to make that call. If she's near the equator or not? No, no, I'm telling you, she's near the equator. Okay, all right, I'll go with that. And she went to a public school there. Yes. Uh, yeah. So public school. I don't yeah. know if that helps anyone's judgments. Mm. And raised evangelical Christian. Yes. We're going to play a game, Sarah, right now. And we don't know what the game's called, yeah. but basically based on the very surface level information that we have about you, yeah. we're going to make some judgments and some assumptions about you. And you get to, with no nuance, say yes or no. That's yeah. it. Do you fit the box or not? We want to place you in a box. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you fit? Here we go. Now, um... This is this is a difficult one, Ken. This, this was difficult because yeah. it turns out uh, I know next to nothing about South America, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. So, and making assumptions in comp- like, all right, assumptions come from ignorance. That yes. But yeah. you need at least some information yes. to make. So too much ignorance yeah. stops you from making assumptions. And this is this is where I was hitting. So <laughs> we scraped the bottom of the barrel with these ones, yeah, and we yeah. are definitely. This this segment will say more about us yes. than it does about Sarah. Oh, yes, uh, yes. That, yeah. will that's okay. Don't judge us too heavily, but if you do, <laughs> that's all right. We can we can move through it, and that's okay. Here we go. Anyone from South America or Asia or any other country, to be honest, yeah. if you're dealing, we're talking about us Westerners. Yeah, yeah. If you're from anywhere else, other than and Australia, you're, <laughs> and you're here, yeah. There's or, or especially in the context of America and Trump. Yeah. If you're from South America. Sarah, if you're here, you're here to take our jobs. Yeah. That, that's it. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's no. a no. Okay. All right. So the next question. Also again, bottom of the barrel. <laughs> bottom of the barrel. Really scro- like clutching at straws here. But some people might think it. That's right. I, I and this not. Is, it's, it's certainly not us, but we're just saying <laughs> that Distance. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You or your family must produce or smuggle some sort of narcotic drug. Because you're from South America. Nope. <laughs> that's a no. Nope. No. And, okay. and we watch too many Netflix specials. Yes, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and we are bad at geography. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So so there's no MS-13. You hear a lot in no. America, they're talking about MS-13. No affiliation with MS-13. No, no thanks. <laughs> no, see, this, this makes us look really bad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But... We right. press on. Yes. Okay. So yeah. next Very assumption. <laughs> so you're you're a young lady. You're a young millennial. Mm, millennial. So you're probably like 
politically left. Like you support Sanders and um, you get, you like um, having free stuff given to you, like just because you're a millennial. Well, uh, not really. Uh, I think there are uh, uh, other uh, types of uh, political expression. But uh, if you are trying to say like between conservative and left or like right and left, I would kind yeah. of go to the left, I think. That's a right. yes. So Lefty that's a yes. wants free stuff <laughs> in the box. <laughs> okay. Uh, the other, the only, the only other thing I know about South America is oh, yeah. the us, us Westerners who yeah. are more progressive might be chasing it for ayahuasca. Yeah. Do you partake in ayahuasca? I don't know if it's it's probably not directly part of uh, your exact Ecuadorian culture, culture. But in South America, we lump you all the same. Yeah. Ayahuasca. You it's a- like you're a part of the Amazon forest, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that, but it's part of uh, the uh, some of the Amazon cultures uh, in Ecuador. Okay, uh, cool. Oh, so we were close. We were close. We were really close. All right, that's pretty good. Amazon <laughs> yeah. cultures in Ecuador. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, excellent. Uh, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so based on the clickbait then, um, your culture, which we obviously know virtually absolutely nothing about. Yeah, it's safe to say. Um, yeah. But going off the clickbait, um, people that might have clicked the clickbait will say, oh, well, if it's demonic. So there's um, there's the assumption that it's not a Christian culture and you must worship the devil and, and you know, other gods and stuff like that. Is that Would that be a, a good assumption? Would, that, would you fit into that category, you reckon? Yeah, I think uh, it's been like that uh, even before... Uh, before I was born, uh, during the period of colonization, that was the kind of rhetoric that uh, a lot of uh, colonizers and also Christian people uh, used in order to uh, evangelize uh, what we what they would say and what they would call the lost. Um, so yeah, it's been uh, pretty common actually. Uh, even before I was born, um, my parents heard it, my grandparents heard it. Uh, so yeah. So that I'll say that's that's a, that's a yes. That's a yes. Yeah. I'll say yes. Yes. We'll, we'll box it. We'll box it. But it sounds like that there's a lot more nuance. There's yeah. a lot more stuff to pull apart yes. there. So. so we've taken our assumptions. We've shown our ignorance. Yes. But you know, points to us. Yeah. We we went. Oh, is this correct or not? Let's find out. Yeah. We find out. Yes, it's true. We are ignorant. Yeah. Now. The clickbait that we had at the top of the show, my heritage and culture is demonic. This is a very, very interesting one. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really know too much more about it. So over to you. Do you want to talk to us about what, what you're kind of talking about when you're saying my heritage and culture is demonic? Like you're saying uh, you've, ra- you've been raised evangelical Christian, but then you're also bringing in your heritage and culture, which I'm assuming is yeah. not necessarily Christian Christian because we all know that's comes from somewhere else yeah, yeah. well yeah 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 the mission, mission, missionary yeah, that's, yeah 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 so so talk to us so first I would like to uh, introduce myself a little bit um, so I'm part uh, so my name is Sara um, uh, I'm part of uh, the Quichua Otavalo nation uh, in Ecuador South America um, so I've, uh, I was born here and raised here. Um, and, uh, um, so the background, uh, the faith background of my family, uh, has been, uh, 
mostly Christian, uh, but um, well, maybe now going back to the uh, clickbait uh, is um, is something that I've heard uh, over the years, and I think uh, it's been important to talk about uh, this uh, topic. Um, because uh, that's how uh, a lot of missionaries and a lot of uh, white pastors uh, have seen uh, have seen us. Um, that's how they think that we are, because uh, their version of Christianity uh, does not align with their, uh, well, I would say kind of white version of Christianity. <laughs> uh, the U.S. has had... Uh... <laughs> this is not so much you saying that, from your position, you see it as demonic, but you see you're saying that the how people are like white yours. American evangelical yeah, right. Christianity has come over. Yeah, and they've said you looked are at your this. culture and said you can't do that because that's that's then demonic. demonic. And yeah. your family has grown like uh, were your parents did they grow up Christian? Like when did when did I guess the Christianity begin and uh, like leave? I guess your traditional culture. Yeah. Actually, uh, South America has a big uh, amount of Catholics uh, because we were um, uh-huh. the Spaniards came here, so uh, there was a lot of um, uh, people like uh, the Catholic Church sent a lot of missionaries uh, from the early uh, in their early yeah. days. Um, so that's why uh, a lot of uh, uh, Latin American people um, are labeled as uh, Catholic because uh, it, it became a tradition later on, uh, not something that they actually believed in. So it, it's, I, I mean, there are a lot of uh, uh, people that have different faiths, uh, but uh, the predominant, I think, uh, is Catholic Catholicism. So. Uh, my grandparents were always Catholic, but uh, something that my grandfather told me the other day was that even though he went to uh, the Catholic Church, uh, he would uh, not understand <laughs> what the uh, priest was saying because it wasn't his language. <laughs> so um, it was just part of um, of a tradition of something that... Um, uh, a lot of uh, white people expected from us. Uh, so, um, if you were a Catholic indigenous, then you were a good, good indigenous. Uh, if you weren't, then uh, you were kind of well seen as a savage, as, as someone who, uh, I mean, uh, maybe praises uh, uh, something that uh, other than God. Uh, and even like even in our culture, we have uh, a lot of respect for our nature. Uh, we have a lot of respect for um, for everything that's around us, um, and that's uh, something that comes from our philosophy. Uh, however, uh, how the missionaries uh, saw our respect towards uh, the, maybe the mountain, maybe. Uh, uh, the air or all those things, uh, they, they saw it as, uh, as, as uh, pagan, pagan, I think. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like because your culture and your heritage had a deep respect for the environment, like the mountains, the wind, the water, the earth, all of those sorts of things, 
they saw it as you worshiping those things, whereas you are just your culture is more of like a one of respect, which mm. one could argue that we probably in the West could <laughs> do with learn, a bit of, learn a little bit do from with a that. bit of respect. And yeah. and I guess like to pull out something that I have semi recently learned, it's like and it's quite obvious it's when when either missionaries, whether they be Catholic or evangelical, when they come from the West, just general colonization yeah. mentality. Yeah. It it's it's the very like ultimate us versus them. It's like you're either Catholic or yeah. you're either Protestant or you're pagan. Yes. Like yeah. there's no nuance yeah. between, oh, but you're from Ecuador and that's yeah. a completely like different set of like different beliefs and traditions. Yes. No, no, no. It's just because pagan. What, I, what I'm hearing is that you say, and you can correct us if we're wrong, but what I'm hearing, Sarah, is that your Christianity sort of walked hand in hand with your with your heritage and with your culture. Mm. And it was sort of like a combination of the both. It wasn't like they severed their ties to, you know, their heritage. It's like they took on Christianity and they, they still had all of their same belief structures and, and respect and all those sorts of things for the environment. Would that be fairly accurate, do you think? I think it's different for for all people. That's, that, that's a little accurate to my reality. I think I've been able to uh-huh. kind of reconcile these two uh, worlds, which shouldn't be seen as two worlds. We think yeah. we might think that uh, only the people that came to our lands had uh, their idea about God or their revelation about God. What about indigenous people? They they had a deeper understanding of creation without even having a book. So one example that I always uh, use is the life of my of my grandma. That even though she was she. Couldn't she, she doesn't know how to read. <laughs> I think she is a living example of yeah. who Christ is. She loves people and she loves nature and she, she believes that she's not the center of the world, which is something that kind of part of the Western tradition to think that we are the center of, uh, of everything. When in reality, also right. the earth okay. is part of creation. Um, so I, my idea is that when when I see God, God to me is a woman because she's the creator of the, this whole world, this whole universe. And when uh, we destroy mm-hmm. what she created, she also cries, cries because <laughs> it's part of who she is as well. So... I, want, I would like to like unpack some of those ideas because that's almost yeah. like I know for a fact that there will be some people listening to that idea yeah. as God is a woman. Yeah. Be like, that, 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 that. That's very offensive to <laughs> me. That's very offensive. <laughs> um, and I'd, I'd love to... I'd love to unpack some of those ideas and I'm wondering if you could talk to us about your journey to this idea because I'm yeah. hearing a lot of... Uh, it sounds as if... you. You've, you still have a lot of Christian language yes. and it sounds like you might still uh, be a Christian uh, or identify as a Christian. Be, uh, being able to integrate your heritage. Yeah, well. I'd like to know about like your upbringing and your journey and what that was like and then what led you to the idea of, so how you were introduced to the idea of your culture being demonic yeah. and then how you began to break that down yeah. to where you are now. Yeah. So I forgot to keep on telling the story of how, like, how I came where I am today. So my my family used to be Catholic. It was part of uh, the tradition that I okay. told you about. But then my uncle went to uh, Europe. We are part of one of the groups, a group of people that would take the art and uh, and the uh, 
uh, our culture to different countries and uh, kind of uh, sell uh, our creativity <laughs> to the world. But anyway, right. so he yeah. went to... Could you give almost some examples of what you mean when you say bring our culture? Like what did that involve? Did it involve like... Um, Paintings like, or... Yeah, like music. art, music. Yeah. Like what what would that involve when you say culture? We're very uh, cultureless <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I feel. <laughs> well, I think culture is a very complicated term and... Even within a culture, there are lots of identities. But uh, what I mean by uh, sharing our culture, small aspects like uh, music, uh, handmade crafts, and all those things. So they uh, that was part of a movement where uh, indigenous people uh, were looking for opportunities to give their children a better future. So a lot of them traveled to different parts of the world. They went to Japan, to Canada, to Australia, to like a lot of places <laughs> and without even knowing mm-hmm. the language. Uh, so a lot of them were immigrants and they faced different challenges. Uh, well, first, not, not not being white was a challenge and also not understanding the, the language. So so that was part of our history as, uh, as indigenous people. And uh, a lot of them are still uh, living abroad and they are... Um, still sharing our culture with uh, other people as well. Uh, so that was part of uh, that yeah. movement. <laughs> so my uncle was part of that and uh, he was a musician. He went to Europe and that's uh, where he met his wife. And they. she was also coming out from a very legalistic Christian version of Christianity, and she invited him to to uh, like a youth group, and then he he had this encounter with God. But the difficult part, I think, was to try to reconcile his culture with uh, this newfound Christianity. There actually there are not many spaces right. for mm-hmm. us to grow as uh, as believers. So uh, he, it's either uh, you are Christian or or you are uh, indigenous, so you, you the world kind of makes you decide, choose between those two. When in reality, I I don't believe that it can be separate. An indigenous person can have uh, a lot of identities that he or she builds uh, throughout their life. So it's more complex than uh, just saying you are Christian or you are indigenous. There is a a lot of history. Mm -hmm. So because of that, because of my uncle, um, we became uh, evangelical, Christian evangelicals. Was your uncle's wife, was she evangelical and then he became evangelical? Is that how the connection worked? Yes, yes. And they uh, became missionaries. They became missionaries to Ecuador. So I've had a lot of contact with uh, missionaries uh, throughout my life. And I think that's how I've understood Christianity throughout uh, those lenses. I I was very involved in my the Christian community here. Ecuador and South America is very diverse, very diverse. Uh, There are black people, there are indigenous people, there are mixed people. And actually, uh, right now, uh, those mixed people are the equivalent of uh, uh, kind of white people as well. Uh, So that's kind of the majority. I I used to go to uh, church with a lot of, uh, we call them mestizo people. Uh, So a lot of mestizo people. 
I I was very active. Uh, was a very active member. My uncle and my uh, aunt used to be the pastor of that church, but then they they left because they had to. They wanted to um, to provide a better education for their children. Then uh, they changed to other pastors to to other pastors that are, are from Ecuador. They were uh, more legalistic. And okay. They were so they were very very afraid of our indigenous culture. Up to this day, they don't know how to interact with our culture. What would that look like? And when they when they're saying they feared the indigenous culture, what what would that look like to you? Grow like growing up with these with, with these pastors that were like that. As indigenous people, we have a lot of celebrations, uh, manifestations of our culture. Uh, we have different symbols, uh, music as well. Uh, our even our language is part of who we are. And they would say uh, those things are, uh, are are not what a Christian should should hold on to. They should. Uh, have you heard of that uh, that part of the Bible that says take up? It's something about a cross. Uh, I don't know how to translate that in English, <laughs> so it's a yes. little complicated. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that part yeah. of giving up something was uh, for uh, for us as indigenous people meant that we had to give up our our ceremonies, our um, ways of expression, uh, and we would have to adopt whatever uh, the Western Christianity. Um, had for for this uh, version of christianity interesting so part of your beliefs then so they're saying to be a christian you have to believe this but what you're noticing is that the belief doesn't in ingrained in the belief it's almost inseparable from the culture of which it stems so to believe in Jesus or God, like a Westerner would believe, yeah. then it must you you realize it. They, there's no room for any other. There's culture no room it. for the for any other culture within that belief. Yeah. Is like, well, church looks like this, yeah, and that church, like whether it's sitting in pews and singing hymns or it's uh, and listening to a pastor and stuff that that is directly developed in a different culture. Yeah, and so exactly. they, that has transport transposed directly into your culture. And so when your culture says, and the indigenous people where you're from are saying, we have this festival that celebrates this and these symbols that mean this, to believe in the Christian beliefs, you have to give up that culture yeah. because what I'm noticing is like that and, and it's invisible when you're in it. Like when Cam and I, like we don't think yeah. about the culture of which religion comes from because we are within that culture. But when yeah. you transpose ha- the, the how to believe yes. onto a culture, you realize that now what you're describing is this total displacement yeah. of the festivals, the yeah. symbols, the language uh, and the rituals yeah. that went before it, and it's been replaced. But it comes so under it's the complete suppression of a of a, a old way of doing things. Yes, it's like you have to adopt this, yes. otherwise you're not Christian. But it's not, and it's said as if this is the way to believe now. Yeah, that's it's right. It's not said as in that culture must. End, yeah, even that's though that's right, the yeah. result. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. If, if, does that sound? So hopefully, we're under, That's kind of what we're understanding at the moment. Yes, yes. That that is that's exactly what I'm, uh, I'm trying to say. And I, you, you're right uh, when you say that uh, culture comes with the 
I mean, Christianity has always come with uh, the Western culture. Even up to this day, uh, yeah. a lot of uh, ministers here in Ecuador uh, look up to the United States as a um, symbol of that's how the how that's how our nation should be. That's how our theology should mm-hmm. uh, should be taught. Um, uh, that's the kind of uh, blessings that we want to have. Uh, so uh, we they they mm, look up yeah, to okay. to these uh, pastors, preachers, uh, theologians as if they were uh, the chosen people. <laughs> so that's again right. Um, right. So because they're American and white, yeah. a lot of the uh, pastors and missionaries from your culture would look at this white American or white Westerner and go, Ah, you're the chosen ones, yeah. and we would need to be more like you. Yeah. Yes, and I think there is still this rhetoric of uh, us uh, having to learn from them instead of them learning for, from us. Uh, we have a lot of a lot yeah. to teach. And I think, uh, well, um, I don't know if I consider myself uh, 100% religious, but uh, I think uh, I, don't, I don't regret part of my journey being Christian evangelical, yeah. I think it was part of my growth. Uh, but at the same time, I have distanced myself from uh, from that kind of Western perspective. Uh, I think uh, it all started with uh, the process of decolonizing my faith when I got into uh, my university. Uh, so um, before that, I used to work for... Did you just say decolonizing your faith? I, I Our connection's not great, but yeah. if that's what you said, I'd love for you to yeah keep going and unpack yeah. that concept of decolonization because i think for at least us and a lot of our listeners that'll be i mean when you're the colonizer yeah a lot of listeners will know deconstruction (laughs) of faith yeah but not many will have heard decolonization decolonization i really yeah i really like it yeah talk to us about yeah your journey to that point and realizing hang on within faith is colonialization now i'd like what's a definition of colonialization like uh where somebody goes to a, a new land, new culture, Place. and say, and and colonizes in terms of like changes. Be more structures. like me. Yeah, you have to live like. Yeah, us. like England yeah. came to Australia and went yeah. <laughs> mini England. Boom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. talk to us about yeah. What led you to the idea that colonization was even a thing within the faith that you grew up with? Yeah. So me, my dad used to be very opposed to the Catholic Church and uh, their doings because uh, he was like, uh, so they are preaching about love, but then they called us uh, dirty Indians. So how is that even uh, how is that even Christian? <laughs> so he was always uh, against that kind of rhetoric, and he saw the um, these flaws uh, in their um, in whatever the the message they were trying to say. And there was uh, even yeah. from our childhood, we 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 kind of experienced the this feeling of being the other uh, because of the language. So that's why my parents didn't teach me my native language. Uh, but I'm learning now. But <laughs> uh, they were afraid that I was going to be uh, discriminated against, uh, and they fought so so hard to get an education. The, this idea of colonization is has been always present in my life because that, that those are the conversations that we have as family. So it's like wow. a daily thing that so you colonization. Have to deal. Yeah. 
as yeah. far colonization as far as for the, Even the example the language. you're giving is language is yeah. saying to make it very practical and real it's it's saying we want you to have the best opportunities within your country right yeah. so this is strange yeah. within a country yeah uh so if we teach you your indigenous language you, you will, will be discriminated out. against yeah. and you yeah. won't get as many opportunities so your yeah. parents are going oh we want the most opportunities for you yeah and so they so neglect no point in, in Spending time and energy in learning those cultural things, yeah. So because there's no benefit. So you to can it. become more like yeah. the colonizer, yeah. And when you're more like the colonizer, the invisible rewards of yeah. like education, opportunity, and all of these things flow from that. Yeah. And so, and the process is a detachment of you from your culture and your ancestry. Yes, yeah. So because uh, uh-huh. they were uh, afraid that I was going to lose opportunities, they even saw the Christian world as uh, a way to improve our lives without even realizing that it was going to be a difficult road for us to navigate, uh, trying to find out our identities. Mm-hmm. And there was, uh, I, I can say this from my, for myself because uh uh, there was a point in which I didn't want to be indigenous. Uh, even though my parents were indigenous, oh, wow. I would be, uh, I would be like, why? What does mom talk with an accent? Because she speaks with an accent, uh, because her first language is Quechua. Right. So I would, uh, I would say, why yeah. does she do that? Um, I would look down on my people just because. Um, uh, I was Christian, and uh, uh, I, I knew, I thought I had the the answer to to a better life <laughs> and that didn't include any cultural um yeah. cultural thing yeah so uh, wow. so right. as a as a kid yeah you you innately Society. knew there was yeah. a difference you innately yeah. knew that that accent your mum had placed her differently yeah and you instantly kind of went well i don't want that accent because people will know yeah. uh does your family like do indigenous people were in ecuador do you like look visually different? Is it easy for people to go, ah, indigenous, like, and kind of discriminate and determine that way or less so? Or is it more about language? So it's a little hard, but it's not uh, mm. so different. There, um, okay. there are some uh, differences. Uh, for example, in my culture, uh, men keep their long, uh, their hair long. We dress uh-huh. different. Well, those things which can, uh, like, if, if I don't wear uh, my traditional clothing, then uh, I can be seen as uh, mestizo, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Right. So th- those are the and things. Mestizo, that that's happen. that's like mixed, yeah. Yeah. Basically, this is how I understand it. And fill in any gaps that I've yeah. missed. <laughs> Your family started out Catholic. Catholic. Your uncle moved away, became an evangelical Christian, came back with his wife to be a missionary. Your family converted to evangelical, evangelical Christian. Yeah denomination and then when they when your uncle and his wife moved away for better prospects for their children um, education wise and 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 other opportunities um, the a new pastor came into that church the new pastor was a lot more nervous and scared around the heritage and the and the um, native culture of your region that you live in and so was very black and white as to what you could and couldn't do in terms of your festivals and your um, ceremonies and language and all of those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that sort of forced, it felt like it seems, this is what I've 
just want to clarify, it seemed to me that's where you sort of separated from that church a bit. Like you, you, you seemed to drift away from it there because you felt that there was still value and connection to your, mm. your culture and your heritage. Um, and as a result now, you don't really attend that um, evangelical church and you're more um, free-spirited, I guess, with, <laughs> with the way that you interpret your Christianity because you still use a lot of Christian language and Christian understanding and, and Christian worldview mm. sort of stuff, but you incorporate it more with, with your heritage and with your culture. Is that like a good little <laughs> overview, <laughs> summary? overview or yeah. a bit missed stuff that we need to... Yes, I think uh, there is one last part that it's very important uh, that happened during my journey, uh, which is that I used to translate for uh, missionaries. So that was a very interesting, interesting oh, exercise yeah. because... So at church? So it was a, an evangelical indigenous church. So <laughs> that was another church. So I yeah. used to oh, help. So you would be up the front translating <laughs> yes. as the preacher's preaching. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So um, okay. here's where everything has started to kind of, I started to question here. I, I was translating and I understood what missionary would say. I would understand what people who spoke Spanish would say. And I also understand Quechua. So I would say what uh, the people of, uh, of the community would think of them. So there were certain things that they wouldn't say to each other. <laughs> and that was very interesting. Uh, they would say, uh, like, oh, these poor people, uh, they really need to find the light of Jesus, uh, this is a dark community. And just using the term dark community, you, you kind of start, you, you start to question, wait, wait, is my culture dark? <laughs> so is my community dark? Uh, so you almost started to get a glimpse into kind of other cultures. How they saw you. And began, began to yeah. see, yeah, how they saw you. And yeah. that gave, started to raise the questions of like, well, dark, hang on. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, and it was also scary to see how a lot of indigenous people would say, "Well, the way their way of life is uh, uh, better. Um, uh, these people are have been very blessed by God. Um, what should we do to be just like them?" <laughs> so those uh, kind of uh, those kind of things were kind of were very scary. <laughs> Yeah. So is that an attachment to, just to, maybe I'm un unpacking and stating the obvious, but is that an attachment to the greater wealth that might have been seen in yeah. like the West in being America like, oh, whatever. well, America's yeah. super wealthy. They've obviously, God's blessed them. If we can be more like them, God will bless us and we might have more wealth or, or, yeah. or something like that. More. Is that part of the thing? Yes. And uh, so I, uh, I saw what... Um, I don't know if you've heard of this, but uh, it's called the white savior complex. <laughs> oh, please tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> it's a belief that, uh, well, as a white person uh, of privilege, uh, you are you have a goal in life, which is uh, to save all those people, all those. Um, I don't know. You you don't even have to go as far as telling that they, these people are savages or um, not developed. <laughs> um you just uh, want to make their lives better, better by either uh, giving giving them them their uh, money maybe, uh, or uh, giving them uh, your culture and trying to make them look uh, like you. So um, it's kind of right. trying to save them. Uh, 
uh, from uh, maybe not not being civilized. Civilized. Yeah. So in the acts of like helping and giving money and things, yeah. is the inherent like if I'm oh man, this is really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> because if I do something to help somebody, what is invisible in that act is the is the way in which I help, which is probably to be fair the only way I would know how to help. Yeah is inbuilt the act of as I help you and you accept that help, yeah. you actually do become more like me. Yes. Whether I give you more monetary wealth and that becomes yeah. more emphasis in your life, which is yeah. definitely the Western way. Oh, it's like yeah. money Just measures everything. Money at it. <laughs> like um, okay, that that's very interesting. Yeah. So uh, you so you began to see how other cultures saw you. You began to see how this help was colonizing and changing and kind of uh, like stepping your people away from their culture uh what were some of the questions that you began to ask when you noticed this what what was some of the thoughts that you had now well uh, at the time in my life i didn't um see that as uh, as something wrong um i didn't think it was mm -hmm, toxic okay. uh until i got the opportunity to uh get a scholarship and then go uh, to study a year abroad in the states again um so uh, that's when it happened ah, right. so i was um invited to stay at a pastor's house um so i was staying at their house and then uh, i saw the the rhetoric that they used to get donations um and I was invited to share with the congregation about my culture and how dark oh, it can be. Again, the same, right. the same term. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and so at this point, you are, can I ask where in the in America were you? Where where in the states? That you was study and... that was well. I was studying in Wisconsin, but uh, the uh, the people that uh, the pastors uh, they were from uh, Arkansas. Um, so I, okay. I I went. So is that Central America? Showing our ignorance on geography. No, it's again. all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We're here to learn. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you get it. <laughs> so so during that year, I I learned a lot about um, uh, the United States um, and how the systems work. Um, I study international relations, so I took a lot of classes in politics, and I learned how. Uh, the systems of oppression keep going on even up to this day. Um, maybe you've seen uh, what's going on right now <laughs> in, uh, I think it's Michigan, yeah, with uh, the death of uh, a lot of uh, black people. Uh, so I learned about that. And uh, uh, I even... Okay, so as you were there mm -hmm. and you began to not only witness, I guess, the American culture firsthand and exactly what their culture looks like, mm -hmm. you began to see like you did back in Ecuador when you were translating for a pastor, you began to understand how other people viewed you and your culture. Yeah. And you were even, I guess, in a way, uh, like used to also sp sh share that narrative of yeah. like, here is it's someone sort of like, from this culture. This is someone we saved. Exactly. Like look yeah. at this shining yeah. beacon of somebody that we managed to save. Save from the darkness of yeah. their culture. And yeah. then then you started to question, well, is my culture dark? Yeah. Is that where you began to kind of, as you were unpacking these systems of oppression that you're learning in university and things like that, how, talk to me how about how you started to place your story within all this like new yes. theory that yeah. you're that you're unpacking 
so so one of my Mexican friends uh, was uh, there with me eating uh, at a restaurant, and then uh, this white man started to uh, push him and trying to fight him. Um, but my friend uh, is uh, not documented. Um, he's been with the DACA, D- DACA program, DACA program. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. so he yeah. can uh, kind of get in trouble because, uh, he would be immediately de- uh, deported to his country, uh, where he has no family at all whatsoever. So, um, so I saw all, all of those things. So this, this white guy picked a fight with your friend who's an undocumented, like, like do you think dacker. they do that on purpose? Like, is that what people are like Could doing do, if yeah. they're very anti-immigration, strong anti-immigrant sentiment in somewhere, some places in the United States? I mean, that would be a very sinister strategy to get rid of, of just being like, that yeah. guy looks like he's not from here. Start a fight, call the cops. Yeah. That guy's yeah. like... Gone. Anyway, he's let's out. hope that that isn't the case. Yeah. <laughs> but that is very sinister if that yeah. is the case. Yeah. It was super scary because there were uh, other international students with us. Uh, there were uh, some uh, people from China and some people from Japan. And this white guy, uh, white dude came to mm. our table and uh, he whispered to my friend's ear. Uh, he said, uh, Asians are the uh, superior uh, the um, superior race of the mi- minorities. Uh, so <laughs> that was oh, uh, oh, wow. super crazy experience and uh, super, uh, like, it was awful. It was awful because uh, uh, after that, uh, yeah. I went back to my <laughs> to my dorm and I cried. Um, and I was like, is this, uh, what what is going on in this country? I was very afraid very afraid that i was gonna have to experience a different uh, another scenario like this and uh, i was afraid that all, all americans are like that um uh, i'm not gonna generalize i i've met a lot of beautiful people that ha- are very aware of what's going on right now uh but then i started to find out that uh uh, even the president is like that. <laughs> and then... Um, yeah, yeah. I so a few things. Yeah. So yeah, it actually it created... You You felt unsafe. Like yeah. there was, you, it became... Physically you were unsafe. in a safe space and then all of a sudden that was broken down and you felt afraid. To and everywhere you work. went is now a question yeah. as yeah. to is that white guy the same as that white guy and yeah. is he going to treat... Am I, am I going to experience Am I in that? danger? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a very scary yes, place and to then, be. Yeah. And then you you find out uh, that uh, a lot of uh, Americans, uh, white evangelical Americans support this, uh, this president. Then you're uh, wondering, well... Uh, are these uh, people from church also think the same about about me about my heritage? Right. It might it might be yeah. not, but uh, yeah. whatever the like those ideas uh, of superiority are um, kind of hidden under this uh, layer of nationalism and patriotism. Kind of scary, I think, for me <laughs> coming from a different mm. country. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so that's yeah. that's fascinating. Yes. Kid, I'd like to sort of pivot a little bit here and I'd like to learn more about your culture because I think you've painted like a really good picture of like what yeah. it was like to experience like both sides. And the two-dimensional way in which your view anyone views the culture that they have no idea about as we yeah. have adequately proven. Yeah. So now talk to us like as much info as you can like teach us about your your culture like tell us like 
what your festivals are, what what sort of rituals are involved and what sort of things do you like what's your native dress like describe it for us and stuff like that just sort of explain that so that we can i guess the idea is to try and mm. break down mm. the fear of it and to know that if if people are listening that it shouldn't be feared sort of thing well um so in this across the americas uh there are a lot of indigenous uh groups that they all have uh, their own interpretation of uh, uh their reality uh we share uh some common things uh such as um uh, this connection among individuals uh that we are all um a part of uh, a creation and all means uh, meaning also the nature uh we are not the center of yeah. uh, uh of the universe um we need the nature to survive uh not 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 the other <laughs> the other way around um so yeah. that's uh-huh. the reason yeah. uh why um uh, we believe that it is important to take care of the earth uh, and uh, uh, everything. Uh, to us, there is uh, right. even even the mountains are alive. Um, they are part of uh, uh, this. Uh, my my grandma would say um, God given blessing <laughs> uh, because they take care of us. So. Yeah. Um, they see uh, nature as something that's alive. Uh, we see nature as something that's alive. Um, we have a, a yeah. big sense of uh, community. And uh, something that I would like to point out is that uh, our beliefs were um, uh, very uh, suppressed like by the dominant culture. Uh, and uh, 528 years did a lot of damage to our beliefs and they didn't uh, allow them to uh, like develop. So that's uh, why I'm also yeah. learning about my culture. I've been, it's been a journey, yeah. as I told you. As part of our culture, we have a great respect for our elders. Uh, that's why some of us freak out when we hear that um, uh, grandparents are sent to a house. I, I can't remember the name for that, but Usually, uh, a lot of uh, Western oh, cultures. Old folks home. Yeah. yeah. Retirement village. yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Well, we don't do Outsource that. Outsource the problem. Yeah. Pay someone else to deal with it. Yeah. That's the Western way. Yeah. Well, we don't do that because we believe that our elders are the uh, the ones who hold the wisdom of the community, uh, and that's uh, why even the name for them, like we use this term, uh, which is Hatung Mama. Hatun Mama means uh, a great uh, grandmother. We add this uh, Hatun. Hatun means great. So uh, they, they've lived uh, a lot of years and they have uh, a lot of wisdom to share to the new generations. Well, we have also festivities in which we, uh, we say thanks to the earth. The earth uh, is uh, Pachamama, which is female. Um, so it's Mother Earth. And a lot of indigenous cultures uh, share this uh, view of uh, the earth as a woman. Uh, so we recognize the power of uh, women. It should come to experience sometimes, <laughs> sometime if you uh, have the chance to come to Ecuador. Um, uh, but oh, we have oh, a lot of festivities. Oh, I Sign am down. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> We'd definitely love to do that. So it's, yeah, it's definitely hard to explain such a, like yeah, complex, different yeah, worldview, yeah. culture, complex. But you've all done these well. Things. Like we sort of, yeah. I, what I got was that there's a lot, there's a lot of respect for nature, and there's a lot of respect for elders. Um, yeah, in your, in your culture. Like, so as I'm as I'm unpacking your your journey, 
you uh, went to America, went to university, saw people that had some like experienced discrimination. You mm. experienced um, being treated differently, and you also began to see a sense of superiority th- that hides behind evangelism, that yes. hides behind. That Christian narrative. The Christian narrative to to be... You began to see how people saw you and your culture. And then I presume you began to ask the question, you began to hear like, oh, this dark culture, these pagans, these... Like we are saving them, but in the saving. So the the Christians would be saying, no, no, we're saving them and and bringing them to Jesus. But what is not said there, which is a hard thing to see, is that the savoring requires you to be like them. And like them involves that Western culture and then shuts down the culture that you came from. But worse than that, vilifies that culture so that you don't, you don't go into it. So I'm presuming that all of those factors led you to begin to ask questions as you're hearing there's all these dark people from these dark cultures. You began to ask, well, is my culture dark? Is, is my ancestry like demonic? Is it wrong? And then I presume then you started looking into it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so it was, I think, with all those systems uh, where uh, maybe they don't tell you in, in uh, like in front of you, they don't say that in front of you that your culture is demonic. They they have different ways to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may might po- mm-hmm. po- they go on a mission trip and then they uh, post on fa- Facebook how dark the community is and how uh, you brought light to these uh, beautiful yeah. children. Uh, and uh, th- those those little things are um, uh, what yeah. I would say are mm. uh, dangerous and toxic. And you believe that. Going on a missions trip is, is very simple as uh, paying for the trip, and then you you automatically save people, uh, which is not the reality. When right. well, they so one uh, of the things, uh, the most important part of my journey was also that uh, I went to uh, uh, I went to Arkansas and I saw this reality, and I was like, well, um, I've studied about all these systems of oppression. I'm sure they also know about this, and they are fighting against it. But then I get there, and what I what I what I see is um, a culture where what's the spiritual the, the spiritual uh, realm is more important than what's going on in the world. I, I'm not saying that spirituality is not important, but what I'm saying is that if you really right. care for people, if you really care for for people, why not fight uh, against the systems of oppression that has been that have been uh, hidden for centuries oh. in the constitution yeah. or yeah. Um, in the, all those uh, aspects of life. I had um, I was uh, I had I argued with uh, the pastor. Uh, I confronted uh, this person about yeah. the racism uh-huh. that's happening in the U.S. and uh, um, and then uh, she said, um, "Well, uh, those those things happened uh, a lot of years ago. Get over it." <laughs> so. Uh, so what you're asking oh, wow. us to get over uh, what is this, what still happens today. So I wonder, uh, well, these people come to our communities and say that they love God, they love their neighbors, that they have the truth, that they, they know about love. But when I come to their country, well, what do I find? They, they, they agree with this president that doesn't... Uh, 
that is dehumanizing people, the humanizing Native American people, the humanizing Black people, the humanizing us in their dialogue of trying to to get funds for for their um, mission trip. Uh, so, yeah. so this. So uh, yeah, continue yeah. on that idea because the question we generally ask at the end but we're coming to it now is that we've heard how how other people see you and your culture and you're describing now how you saw the the west that that had these ideals of god is love and yeah. you gotta love and you gotta be more like us and now you come there and you're saying well there's systemic racism yeah. there's oppression there's yeah. a president who says things that results in marginalization of people like yourself yeah yeah, keep telling me about how that, like, what does the Western culture look to you? What does it like seem... Like, how do you experience it? Yeah, yeah, how do you experience it? And what does it seem like the number one value yeah. of the West truly is? Like, Christian missionaries might say, no, no, it's all about love and God. Yeah. But when you got there, what is that culture look like to you? What does it value? They value, I think they value pride, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, they might not even say uh-huh. it in front uh-huh. of you, but... They, they are, um, their pride for their country can be uh, even greater greater than the love for the neighbor. So, um, so what I'm saying uh, with, uh, with all of this is that thanks to this, uh, I began to see uh, the Western culture as also flawed. Uh, that they also have the need for 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 God or repentance or whatever you want to call it, but they also need to be held accountable. Um, and then I I look I looked at my community and I was like, well, why do they treat us like this? Uh, we've been treated like this uh, in education and in, like even in general society. Um, well, now they are also doing this in theology and they are trying, They even when they come to our communities, they never share about uh, the struggles of uh, race, uh, um, I don't know, uh, or homelessness, or they don't even talk about Native American people and they're an important part of uh, society. So what about that? Yeah, what I'm hearing, which I think is fascinating, what I'm hearing you say is that you, your experience with your heritage and with your culture has been very valuable. And as you are colonized, as the West comes in and says you need to be like this, they don't ask any questions about you and your culture or what you guys need and don't need and all they also don't share yeah the journey of their culture no no of it's like just how like, have we dealt with racism have yes, we dealt with yeah right yeah it's this presumption and that we've you know it's all good yeah that's right everything's fine where we are yeah. and you need to be more like us to be better yeah and what you're saying is that the western culture misses out on so much valuable like information and ideas and expression because they oppress cultures like yours and they don't value you as individuals. They only value you as far as they can, you know, tick you up to a tally to be like, yes, that person was saved as a Christian in inverted commas. Would that be like, are we off base or is that sort of 
your experience so far? Yeah, that's that's definitely what I've experienced. And uh, uh, one time I also asked this pastor, uh, so uh, what, what, why didn't you fight for uh, for these things that happen in, in the U.S.? And, um, well, the idea of this conversation at the end was that uh, uh, humans, uh, it doesn't matter if you're poor. It doesn't matter if you uh, mm. if there is still uh, there is still uh, this kind of uh, systemic uh, discrimination. As long as you have Jesus in your heart, you are all set. That's that's so limiting. I think uh, that it is important to take a step further. And then ask yourself, am I, uh, am I also pointing out to the scene of these uh, systems of oppression? When you began to look into your culture and began to go, well, is it dark? What did you begin to learn about the culture of which you came from and your, your uh, heritage and ancestors? What did you begin to learn that you think that even the Western Christian culture can also learn, learn as well. Yeah. Like what, what did you learn and what, what could Christianity as a whole learn from your culture? Yeah. To see uh, creation not as uh, something that's different from, from the creator. I think uh, the creator is in, in the creation. Uh, so usually they see that as uh, different. Right. Um and that's why it comes. Uh, so in, even in the Bible, uh, it says that we should dominate. Uh, they use the, the world, uh, the word dominance, I think, uh, to talk about uh, our environment. And I think we do that mm-hmm. not only with, uh, with, uh, with environment, but also with people. And it's important to acknowledge mm-hmm. that we do that in our everyday lives. Also, that not everything is black and white. <laughs> um, uh, there are yeah. grays, <laughs> um, and that's uh, mm. we we, ha- we also uh, sometimes we. Uh, well, I, I had a class about indigenous co- uh, indigenous uh, philosophy, and uh, we have this idea mm. that, um, uh, for example, a woman uh, can also have a part of men like. Uh, characteristics of uh, male and at the same time female well it's not that yeah. uh, i'm only female but i also have uh, certain aspects that i i think uh, are part of my identity and that it can be uh maybe labeled as a part of the male um spectrum i don't know this uh just acknowledging yeah. uh diversity yeah, yeah. i think that's uh part of uh, uh our way of thinking of what our way of life uh and i think uh, we should learn yeah, to cool. uh, acknowledge that diversity other than just uh the white christian what i picked up was like the respect of nature the respect of mountains the respect and that connection and an interesting one is that you've said a couple of times we are not the center of the universe yeah yeah. and when i think about like the culture i'm in and i'm handed i'm like yeah we are (laughs) like like it's It's all about humans (laughs) yeah yeah like humans number one and and we will dominate Whatever is in our path, if there's nature to be profited from, then that's our right. It's our right to take. And I'm I'm just hearing a very different uh, 
relationship yeah. to nature. And yeah. it even comes through when you, when you said it at the beginning of the show, the idea of God as mother. Yeah, mother. Can you talk to me about yeah. how that idea of God, because presumably if you grew up evangelical Christian, the, the idea of God is typically male. Yeah. What made you make that shift into a going, no, God is mother, and how did that expand your view of God? So I, one time uh, I heard that the word, uh, the word Elohim uh, doesn't really have a gender. Uh, and even though um, God has revealed as uh, uh, a male, uh, as a father for so many, uh, to so many, um, in reality, is that uh, there are. I think in our cultures, well, if you if you believe that uh, God revealed Himself only in uh, a Western culture or like uh, the Middle Eastern culture, then uh, you might have this uh, yeah. idea that God is a father. But there are also revelation. There is also revelation of God Himself in our uh, our beliefs as Indigenous people. So if uh, we, we have uh, this deep respect for what um, for Mother Earth, as I told you, um, so then I started to make the connection. Well, uh, if uh, there are theologians that uh, that say that Elohim doesn't have a gender, then uh, it doesn't. It, it's a they. It's not a him or she. Um, then. Mm-hmm. Then why are we seeing God as uh, uh, as only a father? I also learned from uh, from the Lakota people in North America. Uh, I've been also uh, reading uh, about their uh, ways of life, and there there are also some people that perceive uh, God as uh, he or she. Uh, actually, it's the Lakota people see God as the great mystery. Um, which doesn't uh, give uh, the, that mystery agenda. And I think uh, we are all in this journey of yeah. uh, trying to uh, find uh, God in our experiences. Um, so I think uh, to me, seeing God as a mother expands my view on, on uh, who uh, God can be, who God is, uh, and uh, how he gave, uh, she gave birth to the universe and uh, how she uh, still cares about not only humans, but also uh, the, the, this, everything that she made. Yeah, I'm hearing a like a a, a very inclusive yeah. picture of God, and and just I mean, once again, sounds very obvious to just say after, mm. but it's it's weird how when you can't see it and then mm. you see it, you're like, oh, how did I miss that? Um, like you've expanded, you've noticed that if there are missionaries coming from the West saying this is God and you need to believe this way, that is also implicitly saying yeah. God revealed himself to us. Yeah, we are the chosen you. people. <laughs> and now we're coming to you yeah. and 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 you now we're giving you God because thankfully God, we are the chosen ones and God yes. gave himself to us. But yeah. you're kind of saying, well, if God is this expansive thing that I've been taught, if yeah. God is love, if this is true then is God not big enough to be wide enough to reveal himself or herself in or itself in our culture as well? And it sounds like you're now connecting these dots to go, well, I've I've seen God in the Western view and I've seen the limitations of that. And now I'm including my cultural view of God and it's it's expanding my connection to nature, culture, family, um, 
And it doesn't sound like you've completely thrown out your evangelical Christian upbringing altogether. Where are you? Where do you sit now with your so-called like Christianity? Yeah. Well, it, I think it's a very uh, difficult spot because uh, it's been, as I told you, it's been a journey. Uh, my exchange year mm-hmm. happened uh, last year, uh, so it's very recent mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Wow, very uh, recent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So for that reason. Uh, I don't identify myself uh, with the the label of uh, evangelical Christian anymore uh, because of the meaning, how people perceive it. Um, uh, I've decided to kind of find something that includes the creator, uh, but uh, doesn't make me give up on my uh, my culture. I've been having uh, a lot of dialogue with uh, people who uh, have different a different upbringing. I've been reading books mm-hmm. written by Native uh, American people. Uh, one of them is uh, Richard Twist. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, he's um, he's a great uh, no, author. He died. Uh, uh, that's sad. Um, uh, I wish I could have um, uh. meet this person. Um, but uh. I think I don't think I have a label for myself right now. Uh, I don't know if I will ever have a label for myself. I'm just thankful that uh, I got to meet a creator, uh, the creator uh, from uh, from the Western, and I see how creator was brought with the Western perspective and with the Western culture. Uh, but at the same time, I want mm-hmm. to experience uh, this this God that also was uh, in my culture. So um, I don't know if mm-hmm. I would uh, have... Uh, I would have a label right now, uh, or if I will ever have a label, yeah. uh, I just, yeah. uh, I just yeah, want to be humble enough, enough to learn. <laughs> oh, well, that's, yeah, that's one thing you can take away from the colonialization yeah. culture. Yeah, I yeah. won't be like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder yeah. if, um, you said you're learning your native language now. I wonder if you could like, cause we're just about out of time. So if there's something you could say to us in your native language <laughs> yeah. that might be a good way to end on. This is how you say thank you, which is uh, pagi. Yeah, or uh, you can say you pagi. Oh, that's oh, I won't even try that. <laughs> yeah, that one's harder. <laughs> well, uh, what I would say to you is you pagi ajukuna. You pagi ajukuna means uh, thank you, my relatives. So uh, to us, even though you are not from, oh, yeah. maybe from our community, uh, you are part of us as, uh, as well. Uh, Aju is uh, is, uh, yeah. uh, is a term that uh, does not include family only uh, from blood, like blood family. It's a wider concept of, about family. So even though we are, we come from different cultures, we come from different backgrounds. Um, you are also part of my family, and you're so also part of this universe. And uh, uh, we hope that we can respect you, and we can uh, learn from you, and also share our knowledge with you. So that's uh, the meaning uh, yeah. behind uh, this. That's beautiful. That's cool, as wow! I can't yeah. top that for yeah. a for a wrap up ending yeah, of the show. But, uh, thank you so much for yeah. being open and honest and sharing your perspective. I've yeah. learned a lot. Yeah, um, and if you're listening to Sarah and you, whether let's face it, if you agree or disagree, yeah, doesn't matter. I, I really think you missed the point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, hopefully, we've given you an insight. And and this is this is a very interesting episode. I've really enjoyed it because it's it's literally looking at yourself like if you're from a west like many of our listeners from you know western cultures america australia uh you're you're looking at yourself through someone else's eyes and and we can either 
reject that image that someone might be showing us and yeah. go, no, no, that's not it. That's like, yeah. I disagree entirely. You've missed it. Or you can curiously you go... Embrace it. And, interesting. I, and learn from it. That's yeah. how people see us. Yeah. What can we like learn? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, if you have any questions, you can always engage with us on Instagram. Join us live for our recording. Send us yeah. an email at ideasdigest at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes, actually. Mm. Go right and review us on iTunes. Give us five stars, four stars. Yeah. No, thank you. Five stars. Yeah. Yes, please. Um, leave a comment if you like. And yeah. if you have any ideas that you think we should talk about, send yeah. them through. Yeah. We'll follow the rabbit holes you send us down. Definitely. It's been a fantastic episode for me. Um, I've yeah. enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, we really appreciate your time and, and thoughts and, and stories, Sarah. It's been really, really yeah. fascinating. We'll catch you in the next episode. See ya.